What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Mongols Podcast, sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. I'm Mike. With me is Josh and Justin. Sure, the Hounds got a one nothing win over Loudon, but it left a lot to discuss. And thankfully, that's what we do. So let's go! Everything was just falling into place. Bunky Azil cuts inside. Wait, 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 up. Uh, there, there we go. Sorry. <laughs> it was harder to open this time for some reason. It was uh, a late victory beverage. Mm, uh, so uh, that was intentional. Uh, 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 see what I did there? See what I did there? Uh, Justin, welcome. We, uh, we we figured after, you know, Josh keeps assigning you things, we should have you on the show so you could lash back at him and assign him stuff this week. So uh, uh, thanks. Thanks. I appreciate it. I appreciate <laughs> The, the, shout, the shout out yeah <laughs> oh man um kevin is uh supposedly taking wedding pictures right now i'm gonna put that in like air quotes you know once we see them then we'll know for sure but uh yeah so um love having justin on love having his insight uh guys obviously hounds beat loud and one nothing um i mentioned it wasn't the prettiest of wins um justin would would you see man give us give us a takeaway here I mean, it's it's one of those things. You watch the game, and obviously, it's not it's not a happy game. You know, it's not a fun game to watch. It's not like uh, we're playing so well and we're firing on all cylinders. I I think one of the things that I thought was interesting about this game, and and it doesn't even have to do with the players, but I thought last week the announcers, you know, they were just down on <laughs> Hartford the whole time, and it was like this week the announcers couldn't say a negative thing about the hounds while well, the hounds fans are sitting there like what is this team <laughs> who did we come out as and what are we doing out there and they're like oh the hounds are the best team in the east and they're firing on all cylinders right now i'm like not this game they're not <laughs> but yeah you know i mean we did what we needed to do came out with three points and and that's about all you can ask at this point i guess yeah. And, and watching back over the highlights, I, I was with you. I mean, we were all in the chat together and it was on Twitter and it was just like, what the heck are we watching? But when you look back over the highlights, it could have been a much different game, right? Dequa scores. Dequa had like two other chances that were some pretty clean chances. Velarde had one that he could have just ripped it home and he just missed wide. So this very easily could have been a 2 nothing, 3 nothing game, in which case I think we feel a little bit better about it. The play in the field wasn't representative of that, but yeah. Josh, what did you think? No, exactly right about the whole, like, the highlights made me think this game was better than it was. Because I remember watching live and being like, oh, boy. Like, it just doesn't look that great. And, like, I kept on thinking, like, maybe this is the game. Maybe this is the one where, you know, they they leave points out there and they they don't get the job done. And, like, I was kind of resigned to that like up oh, it's a it's an off game it was just like a bad performance whatever and then getting that 80th minute or whatever uh minute was goal from Dequa was just it's like a, a breath of like just relief it was even like oh we're we're good it was just like oh thank god okay <laughs> we can move on now <laughs> well we had talked about a few weeks back you know the difference between going into a game uh nervous to to lose versus excited to win and i feel like the way the hounds have been playing the past few weeks it's just all been like excited to win you just sort of assume like <laughs> it's loud like we're gonna we're gonna stomp them and so there was that moment like you said you start getting towards the end of the game and that you know 
uneasiness sort of starts to creep in just a little bit and you start to get nervous to lose. But uh, yeah, I think I'm still excited to win the next one. But um, but yeah, you mentioned Dequa's goal. I, I loved how the pronoun- how the announcers were pronouncing his name almost like French it was Dequa. So like from now on, <laughs> that's how I'm gonna. It's it's Dequa. You gotta you gotta really stress the e to Dequa. But yeah, um, good on him, man. I mean, he's been busting his butt uh, the past few games, getting out there and uh, to put one away was really good. So I also thought the goal celebration. Um, it was funny because it was Duba who sort of slid him through. And if you watch, as soon as he scored, Dequa ran to Duba and the party was already like on Duba. Like literally Dover was on his back and there were like other guys around him. So Kevin likes to talk about sort of the the team unity and uh, everybody sort of pulling for each other. And you, you definitely see that here um, late in this one. So yeah, it's uh, easy when you score to like take all the like, oh, I, I did this. But I mean, in a lot of ways, that that goal was set up by Duba. And it's just good to see him back on the field. So yeah. I think, you know, everyone seems excited for him. And, you know, it's good that Dequa is not taking all the credit for himself every time he scores. You know, it's 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 on the, the, assist, the assist man, too. Yeah. Talking about Dequa a little bit more, um, I, early in the game when we were sort of struggling, uh, I was trying to pinpoint why you know i thought we might be struggling and there's nothing you know like like unique or creative that's that i'm thinking here but one of the things that sort of stood out was we've never actually played a game where we had both mensa and dequa up top at the same time i don't think we definitely haven't started that way um and what ended up happening was for whatever reason lee and dover were not getting high up the field and we had our midfield with Mertz and Griffin, and then James was sitting behind them. But because of both the way that both Mensa and Dequa were sort of playing side by side, you almost had like these two rows of like perfectly square. You know, you had Mensa with Mertz behind them, and you had Dequa with Griffin behind them, or vice versa. But that left massive gaps down the middle of the field and down the sides. And if we didn't have, you know, Dover or Lee pushing up the sides, it was pretty easy for Loudon to sort of make their way either through the middle or down the flanks. And we just were struggling with that. Um, and it was interesting because we just haven't seen a formation really like that. Typically it's, you know, Mensa and then like Duba who's slightly underneath, or you always have somebody slightly underneath, or you had the situation uh, like a few weeks ago where Velarde was in there and it was sort of a, a three man high midfield uh, with James behind them. And they sort of rotated around, but, seeing those gaps was just something that we haven't seen yet this season. Um, so it'd be interesting to see if that's something else that we try over the next few weeks or if Lily sort of just, you know, puts away and said we made it through this one. I mean, I don't think it was bad. It was like, I don't know. It just, there were plenty of opportunities for goals. I, I, I do think going back to your point before that, like if we would have scored, you know, in the 20th minute, I think Robbie Mertz had a good shot at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. As well. um, if we would have scored like, early on in one of those opportunities, I do think that we would be singing a different tune. Like, I feel like it would have opened up more. They would have had more opportunities because I don't think Loudon was really, I never felt in danger of losing this game. I felt in danger of drawing this game. Yeah. And so since they weren't trying to get that goal or like convincingly trying to get that goal, I, I wonder if that is just, the way the the whole thing broke down was just like it would have been better if they were actually pushing more and we could have gotten our offense forward a little bit more. Yeah, that opportunity just didn't really, you know, come to fruition for us. Yeah, no, that's a good point. 
Um, and to be fair, you know, I was thinking, you know, Loudon was this team that we absolutely stomped, but I think that it, like the five, nothing Hartford win was just sort of fresh in my mind. Some of the Philly games were fresh in my mind, but you know, we've only beat them two, nothing and three, nothing in previous outings that I'm not saying we didn't look great, but you know, just, um, I think they're better than I was originally thinking they were. So, yeah, they, they have some really good individual players. And I think that's the thing. That's the thing for them. I, I think when you look at some of the other two teams, like when you look at Philly, I'm not sure Philly, I mean, Philly's had their injury problems this year. So I think that that that's a little bit different, but they're also using a lot of 16 year olds and 17 year olds that haven't really got into the, like into the mix yet. You know, like they haven't really like got um, there. And then, but I think, I think Loudon like uses a little bit older players. Uh, like I think even, uh, you know, middle of the second half, I think they talked about Gamble being from England and growing up in one of the academies over there. So that was like, you know, he's had some experience and all of that kind of stuff. And so I think some of their players are a little bit older. And then I will say, I think the other place that, that the Hounds can generally struggle is against speedy wingers. And I think Amostafa or whatever his name is, was just giving us a lot of trouble. Um, yeah. And I think he just... You know, anytime Dover got up the field, Amistafa got behind him and then they hit him on the wing. And then it was like one on one with either, you know, Skylar Thomas or, or Tommy V if he rotated out there. And so it's just, it's hard to kind of put it on like one thing and be like, oh, they didn't do this well. But I think that is the one kind of weakness defensively that the Hounds might have is, is Speedy Winger. So I think that was the one place where we were struggling a little bit. But like you said, I, I don't think we were that far off of our normal kind of the way that we normally look and i that being said too i don't think that loudon is that far off of being a good team and it's just can they keep a core group together over the next couple of weeks as well yeah or month years yeah i was gonna say after we'll, we'll talk about it in a minute but basically our our group is all locked up at this point so i can't remember if loudon even had a shot with this game, but uh, basically top two teams in group F are now Hartford and us. Uh, no one else has a shot into the playoffs. Now we're just jockeying for position, which we'll get to um, guys. You know, one of the, one of the big talking points that sort of came out of the end of this one was Tony walls made an appearance, which we we're all sort of speculating, like, you know, is, will he, won't he, um, it was good to see he got on for a few minutes, uh, picked up a yellow almost right away. And uh, it was funny because we referenced on Twitter, like, it was almost like Mark Forrest territory where he gets the red after like eight minutes and Tony had no idea what we were talking about. So like the steel army and us had to sort of explain like he was in and then he scored. So, um, but it's good. It'll be interesting to see how Tony fits into this team. Um, and sort of, you know, especially with, um, Kenny being out, you know, whether or not there's an opportunity for him to step in there. I think Ryan James has been doing a great job there. Um, It'll just be interesting to see how much Lily experiments over the next two games before we head into the playoffs. Um, yeah, there, no reading off of walls at all. Like I couldn't tell like what to expect from that yeah. little bit of time he was in, and also that was to the point of the game where it was getting silly with the yeah. uh, yellow cards left and right, and like the double. Uh, I mean the the red card at the end there, and it was just I don't know. I feel like we talk about it every single game, but officiating in this game. <laughs> left a lot to be desired i mean obviously we get the win so it's not too 
I'm not like feeling aggrievous about it too much, but uh, it, it was it was definitely not the best. Yeah, yeah, that red card um, that was given to Saravia, um, I, when it happened in real time, and even going back and watching it, watching the replay, like to me that was worse than when Parks kicked We Met in the back. Like he he totally lined up Duba, had zero attention intention of going for the ball, and went right for his knee and just swung as hard as he could. And that was just, I mean, you can't have that. There's no place in this game for that. And that was just a yellow card. <laughs> and it was just, yellow, exactly. It was just a yellow card. And he was like shocked. Like, what? Like, you're giving, like, that's my red. I'm like, yeah, dude. Like, should have been straight red. Like, you're done yeah. for the year. It's over. Um, I get it. You're frustrated. But, like, you can't go out and intentionally, like, break somebody's kneecap. So, uh Going back a second in that conversation, I think, um, you know, seeing Tony Walls on the field was good, but I think, you know, even on top of that, I mean, Danny Rivera gets a few minutes, yeah. you know, and he's working his way back from injury. Um, you know, Duba gets a good chunk of the game and is working his way back from injury. So I think all three of those, you know, the announcers kind of mentioned it, that, you know, the Hounds are, you know, with Kenny out, it's like, who who is going to step up, you know? And if you can get somebody like Tony Walls fit and then you can move Ryan James back out to the outside, like... I think we might even be a better team, you know. So I just think all three of those subs were yeah. good signs for the Hounds going forward, or could be good signs for the Hounds going forward. Yeah, and that's a good point with like uh, people coming back from fitness and trying to get you know into game fitness now from injuries and whatnot. And this was a good game for that to happen on. Like it was a good like it's it's not like we were playing you know a, a Louisville or something like that. And but it's still they're it's a real game. It's an important game. So it, it was nice. I, I, the more, the farther away from the game I get, the more good with this game I become. <laughs> but man, at the time I was not happy. <laughs> Justin, I can't remember if it was you or Steve, but uh, there's something about Danny Rivera when he gets subbed in. Like I get, I get excited about it. I know last season after we brought him back, I was like, okay, like it's a depth play, you know, out at wing, but the fact that Lily can sort of slot him in anywhere, and honestly, he set up a chance late in the game, um, a beautiful pass through the box. Uh, the kid's got a future, man. Like, I, I keep sort of thinking of him in the same vein as, like, you know, a young Ryan James, maybe, uh, can sort of play all over the place, has a little bit of speed. He has a little bit of maturing to do, but otherwise, um, you know, we'll just have to wait and see if the Hounds can hang on to him so we can see that maturity uh, firsthand. So, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Guys, I guess anything else about this game? Um, you know, we mentioned it's sort of a one goal game. It was sort of crazy. There's not really a ton to sort of sing the praises about. But, uh, you know, Josh, your point, we got the three points. That's what we need. Move it along. Good. Yeah. I'm trying to think of how uh, the yellow did. I mean, good. Not much to report there. It's It's a situation where, you know, I'm happy to see him in that more and more. Well, we had the discussion before the game started that, you know, Vidiello, what, now has four starts in a row? Mm -hmm. And, you know, is it, it, Justin, in your mind, is he a clear-cut number one now, or do you think we're still going to see some rotation with Gomez? I mean, I I think I think Vidiello is the number one. I think it's a it's a thing... I mean, I think you look back over the years, and obviously with the Hounds, you know, Lily has not really had the ability to ever have a number one keeper with our injury issues. But um, I think 
even going back to Rochester, he never really had, you know, even the year that Gomez won the Golden Glove, I don't think he was even really, you know, he was the number one keeper as far as minutes. But I don't think, you know, I think they still split time um, pretty, pretty heavily. So I do think that Vidiello is probably the number one keeper. He's probably the keeper we see in the playoffs. Um, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if Gomez gets one of the last two games. Yeah. Yeah, in my mind, I mean, I don't know. I, I think I'm sort of just caught in the COVID time warp and it doesn't feel like four consecutive games. It's just like, oh yeah, we're just switching keepers like every game. Um, but that's clearly not the case. So it will be interesting to see. I think you have to keep Gomez. I, I shouldn't say you have to keep Gomez warm, but it feels like, like you said, the last two games are at home. We have a playoff spot locked up. I can't imagine he doesn't get minutes because if something happens to Vidiello in that first game in the playoffs or second, you want to make sure that you don't have a keeper that's been on your bench for the past eight weeks. So, um, so yeah, that'll be an interesting thing to watch out for. With that said, Vidiello starts Saturday. I mean, mm. it's Hartford. This is a pretty big game. <laughs> I mean, as oh. far as getting first place in our uh, group. So, I right like this isn't the game you do it probably if you're gonna have rotation yeah i don't think he i don't think he i don't think he sits Vidiello for this game i think i mean i think what you know goalkeepers and you know goalkeepers in a, in a split situation like this and uh you know strikers you you've got to kind of keep with the high hand so i would i mean i would be really surprised if dequa and Vidiello don't start this game you know i think it's i think it's really hard to take either of them off the field at the moment and, you know, I, Dos Santos obviously is coming back from injury. Dequa just seems to be able to put the ball in the back of the net a little bit more frequently than, than Mensa at this point. So I wouldn't be surprised, you know, to see both of them in this game. Yeah. And, I mean, honestly, with a condensed season, it doesn't hurt to give some of these guys a little bit of rest. Um, you know, Mensa's done a lot of running so far the past mm -hmm. few months. So give him a breather, you know, maybe put him in at 60 or 70 and um, just get ready for the next week. So, yeah, no complaints there for me. Guys, as I mentioned, you know, after the win, Group F is now locked up. Uh, I said, you know, Hounds and Hartford are at the top. So now we're basically just playing for positioning. So just to sort of paint the picture so everyone sort of knows what to expect going into this weekend, Hartford plays Philly 2 on Wednesday. Um, so first of all, they're going to be coming in with tired legs, which is beneficial to us. If we beat Hartford, regardless of what Hartford does with the remaining games, we will lock up first place in our group. So basically we'll have 34 points at that point. The best Hartford can do is 34 points and the tiebreaker will come down to total wins, um, which we basically be tied on assuming that we lose to Philly. Um, but regardless, no, I take that back. We'd be tied on total wins, but then it would go to goal differential, which we would beat them on. So never mind. Um, and like I said, that's assuming we lose to Philly. So if we get at least one point against Philly and we beat Hartford, then we're locked in regardless of what Hartford does. So um, if we draw with Hartford and Hartford wins the rest of their games, then we would have to beat Philly to force a tie uh, for the total wins, which would then go to Hartford. So we just need to beat them this weekend and end it all. And that's it. Um, I think the more interesting group at this point is group E, which everyone has sort of been keeping an eye on out of the side of their eye. Um, basically, if Louisville, Louisville has two more games left, if they pick up two points over those next two games and they lock up first place in that group. So if we get first place, Louisville gets first place. We'll both have first place in our group and we'll have to play the second place team. So really what it comes down to for us is if we lock up first place, we're keeping an eye on that second place 
positioning group E. Currently, there's an interesting battle between St. Louis and Indy for second in that group. Um, I was originally thinking that, you know, you sort of look at the USL's website and they have uh, the groups and then they show you like the last five games. And it looked like Indy was imploding like the end of last year uh, because they have three losses in their last four games. Well, it just turns out those three losses were all to Louisville. They just played them three times in the last four games and Louisville beat them each time. Um, the interesting thing is that I think St. Louis is only one point away from Indy and they play each other twice over the next three games. So those two games are going to be really interesting to watch and see. And I mean, it's going to be for the playoffs. So it's going to be heated. Um, very, very interesting soccer to watch out of Group B. Um, so keep an eye on that. And then just looking league-wide, you know, really broadly, if the Hounds win out, so say that, you know, we beat Hartford, we beat Philly too, we'll be sitting on 37 points. At that point, the only other team in the league that can get to 37 or more is San Antonio, who would need to win their final two games, and they'd end up at 39. Um, and I was like, wow, that's really impressive. But then I, I looked at San Antonio's group. Uh, basically, they have five teams in their group. OKC is uh, currently in fourth place in that group uh, and still can make a spot in the playoffs. They have nine points total. Like they, They've won three games this season. That's it, and they're still in playoff contention. So San Antonio had a very easy group as well. Um, but, you know, we win the next two games. We lock up the top seed in the East, which would be great. And there's a shot that, you know, we could potentially host all the way through the final, just like last year, which would be amazing. Um, hopefully we can get a few more people in the stadium, but we'll see. Safety first. Guys, talking any thoughts? Talking Go ahead, about the San, the San Antonio group, did you guys see the, like, uh, you know, USL, USL fun? Uh, Tulsa got their one game postponed against our rgv because rgv had people covid testing positive people all this kind of stuff so they had a game postponed and the usl just said well we'll only reschedule it if it matters for the playoffs (laughs) (laughs) they're like one point out of second place in that group like it's gonna matter for the playoffs no (laughs) doubt it's gonna matter for the playoffs and it's like the usl is just like "Eh, whatever we'll play it if it matters it's like the usliest usl thing they could do like at this point how would you uh, what are they going to do? Like wait until the last game of the season and be like, you guys play tomorrow. Like, it's yeah, just... <laughs> I mean, they're going to have to. It's, it's about the only way they can do it. <sighs> um, going back to uh, Group E. So looking at, I don't know if you looked at what games they have left as far as like mm-hmm. who plays who, but Indy and St. Louis play each other two times coming mm-hmm. up. Out of the three games left, they play each other twice. Yep. And then St. Louis has to play Louis still once. Uh, and then uh, Indy has to play Sporting Kansas City. Yeah, I think we're gonna see Indy. I can't imagine it being like that's a hard schedule there. Yeah. And even with that said, let's say if it is St. Louis, this is their last season. They're going. They're folding after the season, right? Like they're this is they're done. Yeah, because of uh, St. Louis MLS or whatever. So if that's the case, like. Do you want to play St. Louis? Like, do you want a, a team with that big chip on their shoulder being like, this is our last year, screw everything, let's do this? Like, do you think that's the mentality the players have or, like, the, the club has or anything like that? Or do you think it's the opposite? Do you think it's like, eh, this is the last year going out with a whimper because, like, everything went to hell? Like, psychologically speaking, I feel like that's a more dangerous club. <laughs> I don't know. I, like, and that's a tough one because... 
it really, it, it just comes down to like what we have to do, right? I could really care less. I'm just like, who would I rather play, St. Louis or Indy? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, and and part of me, you know, would love to see Indy for a third time and beat them um, at Highmark. Uh, but, you know, part of me wouldn't mind seeing Kyle Morton and Toby at Highmark. So, I don't know. Justin, what do you think? I don't know. I mean, it's, it's interesting. I mean, I think Indy... Uh, you know, even today, you know, loaning a player to Louisville City, like what? Yeah, like, what is that? What is that? Doing at the like, I don't understand that move at all. And like, I just feel like they're on such a slide. Like, I feel like they just don't know, you know. And and they've got the players. They've got you know Evan Newton. They've got the players to like get them into the playoffs and 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 win these last three games and. Um, you know, if, if Louisville drops a couple games, they could end up right there in first place. So, I mean, they've got the ability for this to happen. But I think, like, I mean, St. Louis, on the other hand, I feel like is on a little bit of a tear. Like, they're putting some games together. And, you know, Kyle Morton, you know, Hunter said last week on the preview show that he thinks Kyle Morton's the best keeper in the league right now. So, I think it's interesting to see, you know, what could happen. I, I feel like a little bit, you're either seeing Indy on the slide or you're seeing St. Louis on the ascendancy. And I'm not sure which I'd, I'm not sure which I'd rather see at the moment coming into the playoffs. So I think, I think St. Louis has a shot. They've got to put some games together, obviously over the last three. Um, Indy doesn't have as hard of a schedule, but they still got to win. So I think it'll be interesting to see which team we see. If I'm writing the storylines, if I'm looking at it as a movie, <laughs> which, you know, whatever, but still, if, if I do that, if it's Indy, I feel like, the good guys are the hounds in that situation. It's like, oh, they haven't been able to beat them at home, blah, blah, blah. There's like this whole thing. And it, it's a good like ramp up to a good storyline for the hounds. If it's St. Louis, though, I feel like that's the one. It's like, you know, that's the Mighty Ducks thing. Like, it's a very much a very, uh, you know, the underdogs. And they're coming in from behind and nothing to uh, nothing to lose last season. Yeah. Yeah. I think if we're talking Indy on a slide versus St. Louis on a rise, I'm probably taking Indy on the slide. Um I yeah, I don't know. My my frustrating part thinking about just playoffs and kind of like looking at the scenarios, right? Out in the West, you have basically in like San Antonio and Phoenix ended up on opposite sides of the of the bracket. You know, like yeah. probably the two best teams. Obviously, there's Reno and some other teams that are competing, but you basically the two best teams are ended up on opposite sides of the block. Like. If we make a, even, you know, if we get there, if we make a run through these playoffs, like our playoff is literally going to look like Indy or St. Louis, then probably Louisville, and then probably Tampa. And it's yeah. like, I mean, we're going to be tired by the time the final comes along, if we can get through all those, all those games. So I think it's, uh, it's interesting just thinking about the playoffs in general, but I think, I think I'd rather see St. Louis at this point in time, but I think either game is going to be tough and either team can pull out pull something out if they, you know, come through. So it's going to be tough. It's, it's still sort of like, you know, it's a bit mind boggling. I mentioned being in sort of the COVID time warp, like the fact that we only have two games left and we're already talking about playoffs. Like that's insane. It feels like we just started. Um, (laughs) I mean, we did kind of just start a few months ago, but still like it's, it's been quite a whirlwind. Um, and I know we talked early on about like, well, what if the Hounds like win the East this year? Like, what if they get the supportership? What if they what if they win it all? Um, and we're kind of in that situation. So, you know, can't really complain. Um, it's a good place to be. Guys, speaking of those two games that are left, 
Both of our games are at home. We could be at home for the rest of the year, which is kind of a crazy thought. Like no more road <laughs> games, um, even through the playoffs. Uh, we got Hartford on Saturday at seven, and then we got Philly two next Saturday. I'm putting the over under it six points. <laughs> oh, I can't put the over. I guess five and a half points. <laughs> <laughs> are you guys taking the over or the under? <laughs> I'm taking, I, I'm taking the over at this point. I mean, I think we get yeah. all six. I think we get all six. I think, um, I th- I think as as not bad as we played, we didn't play good, but as not bad as we played on this past weekend. I think that might have might have been a little bit of a wake up call to the team of like, and maybe you saw it a little bit in the celebration after the goal and all this kind of stuff. Like that might have been a little bit of a wake up call of like, this isn't easy, and just because yeah. it's a team you've beaten twice, like you can't. You can't walk in next week and be like, oh, we're at home. We beat this team 5 nothing just two weeks ago. Like, you can't do that. You've got to go out and play. So I'm hoping that that's the case. That's like, okay, let's go out and play because we've got to got to win this game. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I, I agree. I mean, it's 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 also a game where, where Loudon, you, you go into Loudon and you're thinking like cakewalk. I, I mean, I know they, they demolished Hartford last time we played them, but it – it's still the second team in the uh, group. So like you still have to respect that a little bit more than you did Loudon. So I feel like, you know, even on a competitive end, you're, you're going to show up more. So or expect more from Hartford than you did from Loudon. So even that was like the mentality the the players had, I I feel like this game is definitely more uh, of a challenge and more something to, you know, get up for. Um, And then Philly, I mean, they have a negative 22 goal differential. <laughs> God. <laughs> so we better win and get that game. I'm just saying, like, that's, again, it's just like we've talked about loud. It's like a game where it's like, that's the team you have to be able to beat every single time. Yeah. I, part of me almost worries more about the Philly game as being like a trap game than this game. Nah. Because honestly, I think this game, like, this is this is for everything, right? If 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 there's anything left to get up for, you know, we beat Hartford and that's it. Like we we pretty much clinched top in our group and it's done. Um, Hartford still have a shot at. I mean, we have to wait and see what happens on Wednesday. If Hartford lose or draw on Wednesday, then like their chances of taking the top spot drop drastically. So the fact that they're coming in on tired legs plays to our benefit. I mean, this could be another one where they go out, the Hounds go out and put on a show. Um, you know, one person who we didn't talk about, uh, about this previous game is Robbie Mertz. I mean, dude just motors all day and sort of threw the question out there, uh, in our Slack group. I think there's a real shot that Mertz could be our MVP. Um, and like typically doesn't get the accolades that, you know, like a Ryan James or Kenny does, but like when we look like crap, he's the one guy who's still busting his butt and running around and trying to carry the team. Um, so we'll see more of it this week, I'm sure. Um, where was I going with that? I don't know. Let's do some predictions. Uh, Justin, give me a score prediction in this one. Uh, three one. Oh, 3 1. We finally score on us? What? I think we're not, I don't think we're going to get through the end of the season without giving up a goal. And if we, I, I think it, well, okay. But I, (laughs) I think it could be a situation. My only concern about the Philly 2 game, I don't think it's a trap game in the sense, but I do think it depends how Bob wants to play that. Do you keep the hot hands hot or do you 
give people a rest. And if we see like a, you know, a Lucas Fernandez and, you know, that kind of lineup and all that kind of stuff, we might, we might drop a goal or points or whatever there, but hopefully we don't, uh, hopefully we are able to get the win there. But um, I think this one three, one, maybe cut to Lucas Fernandez going, Hey, <laughs> no, no, no. I, don't, I don't know. Just a backup. I think you can see a backup lineup. Josh, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to go 2-0. I don't think we're going to see another drumming like we did last time uh, against Hartford. I just don't think that's in the cards. But uh, I, I want to go with the 3-0. But after this Loudon game, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm going to be happy with two goals and call that you know good enough. I think we're going to see a slightly different formation from what we saw this past week. And I'm going to go back with the Lily special. Um, my wife was really disappointed because I made pizza again. And I used pepperoni and banana peppers but i didn't put bacon on it and she was like no bacon so maybe you can blame me for you know the poor <laughs> performance i will put bacon and peppers and pepperoni on the pizza again this weekend so um so that's what we think obviously let us know what you think um we appreciate you know all the feedback and conversation and banter and if you're looking for something to do during the game head over to twitter we're always sort of sharing gifts and just having fun conversation and commenting in real time um so it's a pretty good time guys anything else for this one uh, well, I got a little bit of announcement about Steel Army stuff. I don't know Ooh. if people know, but uh, we just released the polls for the player of the year. The, the, oh, yeah. the we do like every position and then we also do the player of the year. So if you're a Steel Army member, uh, check your email. We send out a link with all the, the places to vote and all that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, it's that time of the year. Gotta start figuring out who's uh, our player of the year. That's a tough one, man. If you were voting right now, I mean. Obviously, I, mean, I think I all, three, right all, three of us, <laughs> all three of us are going to be voting. Um, so maybe I shouldn't ask that question because we don't want to sway people to. I was going to say, who's who's your MVP right now? Um, but we won't do that. We'll save that for, right, okay. uh, for after the polls. We don't want to, like I said, don't want to add any bias to it. Um, yeah. Justin, thanks for joining us again, man. Really yeah. appreciate you uh, stopping by. We love the preview show. You guys do such a great job. You mentioned Hunter was on on the last episode. Uh, definitely worth going back and giving it a listen. You know, some of his insight about the stuff that he's been doing in his in his past, and you know, like he said, his thoughts on sort of goalkeeping in the USL right now, and why Bob's keepers are so successful, and why Bob is so successful. Um, it was just just really really good stuff in hearing from Hunter again. So he was the first. Wait, was it our first episode? He might have been on our first like actual episode ever um, as the keeper of the hounds. So, yeah, that's cool. Episode. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Justin, you're gonna hang around for the after show, right? Absolutely. We got. We're gonna. We're probably gonna talk some EPL on the after show. Is it still called EPL? I keep calling it EPL, but I think it's now just yeah. PL, right? I hear PL more than I hear EPL when I like online. Like I see it yeah. written out that way more often. But I, I think EPL flows better, so I, I still call it the EPL. Okay, we'll call it EPL. So if you're interested in just a little bit of EPL talk, hang on for the after show, or I shouldn't say hang on. Head over to Patreon. Um, if you aren't already a supporter over there, it's $1 a month. We talk about all sorts of crazy fun stuff. Last week, Kevin and Josh convinced me to be an Arsenal fan, which I quickly turned foot on and picked a different team. So I'll be announcing the team that I actually picked this week. Don't blame um, me for that. Don't blame yeah. me for that. Okay, I anyway. Didn't, I didn't tell you to be Arsenal. <laughs> 
head over to mongols.com click on that support a show to become a patreon follower um this is your weekly reminder black lives matter go get the steel army shirt love pittsburgh hate racism black lives matter over at steelarmy.com wear your damn mask uh you know we mentioned we have the mongols masks already but that's why you guys can go to some of the games um so wear your mask please um and our masks were produced by the official scarf supplier to USL, MLS, and UX soccer, Roughneck Scarves. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Tired of the same old uniforms and cookie cutter templates from Nike and Adidas? Looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday league squad, adult, or even pro team? Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them help you design your new custom kit today at icarusfc.com. Um, that's pretty much it for this one. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you very, very soon. Later.